And welcome to AFL Tonight, ArenaFan.com's weekly look at everything arena football. I'm your host, Tim Capper, along with a, a uh, sleepy, sleep-deprived uh, John Stark. What's up, everyone? See, he was still, <laughs> still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> the almost invisible Ben Fratinale, but not now. What's up, everyone? Is that our new catchphrase? Yeah, I Echo. Echo. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what an it was, exciting introduction. Considering, considering, well, what, what, what would mine? IP taping, that's mine. So, um, <laughs> I know, I don't know. In, inside stuff from beginning of this show. What do you expect for the last show of the year? But guys, it's, you know, the, 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 the trophy's been given out. Uh, the clock reads zero. Now it's the end of the 2018 season. I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. It's I don't know if we would call it surreal or not, guys. But I mean, it's it's been it's it has considering everything that's happened. I would still consider it a roller coaster season. I agree. I mean, same it, here. Yeah, same here. Yeah, because it's how it started off with with the the CBA news and stuff like that. Only having four teams. Um, I mean, it felt like we were living in an experiment a little bit. Um, it was it was a surreal year because we were constantly being reminded of the scale of everything. Mm-hmm. The condensed talent, mm-hmm. uh, players changing teams, quarterbacks switching around. I mean, yeah. so much did happen yeah. that I, I think it's safe to say it was pretty surreal. Like when we started off, uh, you know, in week one, the landscape of the entire league did a three or 180, not a 360 <laughs> by the <laughs> Arena Bowl. So, yeah, I'd say despite the fact that there were four teams, the storylines were thick. Yeah, and, and we think, weeded through them. I think we, are, we, are, we were also, besides what you said, we were also kept kept being reminded by the fans out there, or at least some fans, that, God, it, it's four teams. Why don't you just fold already? I don't know how many. Oh, I know. Those, they're salty, those boys. They're they are salty. Salty boys. For, salty for, boys. For the amount of times that, it, that if we heard that, we wouldn't have to worry about paying for hosting or paying to get to Arena Bowl ever, ever again. Yeah, if we received if money a, every time we heard right, it. Right, if I had a nickel for every time. Yes. We'd have several nickels. Yeah. At <laughs> minimum, at minimum. Yeah, at minimum, several. At minimum, a dollar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, talk about experience. Let's talk about the Arena Bowl. I mean, we'd brought up a, I mean, a, quite a few things for this game. It, it was, you know, there were a couple of storylines that, you know, that basically dominated this. I mean, it's, it really was the Washington Valor and a, a team that comes in that, you know, I think that a championship game really has never been in this type of situation. But we have seen it before, guys, where teams in any league, that if you get hot, people need to be careful. And, you know, D.C. was able to do, I think, what really none of us expected. Even even the betting line. You know, I mean, even though with with your prediction so all so many weeks ago, Ben. Oh, yes. You know, everybody kept even on social media that if you had bet that even a buck, even ten bucks, you'd have some you'd have some extra moolah in your pockets. Yeah, uh, that will be a lifelong regret. But <laughs> um, you know, I still have bragging rights. I have social media posts yeah. about it, so I feel like that's pretty good. It's a notch on my belt. I can say that I did it. 
Yeah, we, they know. were, and we were, we're going to talk about those a little bit later. But yeah, we we actually came across with some great, uh, some stuff that I think that that we have predicted over this year that I think we had. If we had just predicted anything that we we said, I think we would all had some extra money in our pockets. So I mean, oh. it, it's just crazy. Your, yours was just the topping on the cake, man. I mean, jeez. Um, so go going into the game, as I said, I think uh, no, I don't think anybody really expected expected Washington to win. I mean. Uh, I think they're anywhere between uh, an 11.5 to 10.5 point underdog. Um, you know, it was being played in Baltimore. Baltimore was worried about, and I'm sure the league was too, about how many people were going to show up. Uh, we find out on Friday that they opened up the upper deck over at Royal Farms for the first time uh, in Baltimore's existence, uh, the, the brigade that is, um, that they were going to sell those tickets for 10 bucks a, a pop at, at, uh, at the box office. Um, overall, uh, yeah, pretty good crowd. Eighty-one hundred and eighty-three people showed up for the arena bowl, even though it was the you know the the the, le- the lowest crowd ever for an arena bowl. That it, it's, I think it's funny. That's one thing that not very many people in the situation have brought up. Um, but we'll we'll talk about it after we talk about the game itself. But uh, those very same salty boys yeah, are not very, roasting the brigade for this now. Yeah. Um. But overall, um, Arvell Nelson was the story of this game. But I think also uh, D.C., the entire team was, Shane Stafford, Coach Benji. They came in and they ran with their game plan, guys, that they had done throughout the entire uh, postseason. And what they did to Albany, you had think that Coach Smith was named, you know, as we mentioned, is, is the, uh, was the coach of the year, that they would have tried to try to do something to, to, to counteract what they were doing, but it just did not work. Um, you know, Washington ends up winning Arena Bowl 31 by the score of 69-55. Sure, the final final score was was 14 points, but it, was a little, it got a little bit closer there near the end of the game. Um, but as I said, Arvell Nelson, MVP, had a monster game. Uh, he set an arena uh, arena bowl record of five rushing touchdowns in a single game, breaking the record set by uh, Arch. Uh, what was it? Uh, Arch Schlitzter. I should be able to pronounce his name properly, but I can't. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, was set back in arena bowl. Uh, arena bowl five, six, four. Three, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. And they call me. It was not back in 1990. So, and then he tied another arena bowl record of 15 rushes in a game that was uh, set last year by Arizona's Michael Benson. What was what was your thought on this game, guys? I mean, it's, it, it, as I said, they, they just seemed to be able to do everything that they could to, to win this game. I, I mean, set a, a league, uh, set a franchise record for most points scored. Uh, at one point, they were up by 22 points, which I think at the time was also a, a franchise record. Um, I mean, Ben, what? Wh- how was this team able to do with what they did? Well, there were a few like takeaways from this game, I think, in, in terms of how the Valor dominated. And one of them was obviously special teams. Um, I mean, this game, for a game that kind of seemed to get out of hand for a little while, Almost the whole game, it felt like Valor were just pulling ahead by a little bit more and more and more. It was still so entertaining because of the special teams, you know, seesaw that was happening with onside kick recovers for touchdowns. Uh, that happened multiple times. 
uh, in two directions and you know brandon Tompkins breaking off two. Oh, geez yeah i mean it was like just an yeah. electric game i mean if someone was watching arena football for the first time which i assume some were there were in this few, crowd actually the 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 post yeah. the, the post reporter up in a media row was there seeing a, a game for the first time wow well then she was or she or he was treated to a delightful game yes uh, i think baltimore I, I agree with what you were saying in that, that i don't think they really adjusted un- unbelievably to the arvel nelson factor they remained in man defense for i think the entire game which just opened up these rushing lanes for arvel um the you know the linebackers were not in zone so they no one was watching him half the time and he just broke off two uh, pretty huge red zone runs. Obviously, he had the like QB sneak touchdowns, but he had other significant runs that just... I mean, it was just such a fun game to watch for, for how electric he is. And when he's hot, he's hot, like we were saying. And, and this was just as fire as it gets. Yeah. And this final score being 69 was very nice. Yeah. Uh, John? Doug McNeil. Mm-hmm. That um, unbelievable wide receiver for the Washington Valor. You know, he had the uh, three touchdowns, the only three uh, that Nelson threw. And he also had two or three absolutely key plays. One was uh, like a net recovery off their own kickoff, which he took in for a two or three yard touchdown. And he was just everywhere he needed to be. Yeah, it was was like, yeah, it was like we were saying earlier in the season with Greg Carr from the Empire. He Mm -hmm. was that he was that special teams guy. That's true. But not only was Doug McNeil that special teams guy, he had those three receiving touchdowns as well. That's true. And McNeil, I think, was more of a factor in this game because if you think about it, uh, the last time that Washington and and Albany played in the second game of the semifinal, Carr was nowhere to be seen. He was true. He he wasn't a factor at all. So, no, it's true. I mean, mean, as I said, even though Washington basically led from wire to wire— this game was this game was an this was a, an arena football game at its best where you think, you know, they're up by twenty two points. Washington's up by twenty two points. You're thinking this thing's over. Mm-mm. Not arena football. I mean, you, it, as you said, uh, you have a fumble recovery by Michael Knight uh, in the third quarter. You got the net recovery by Duvall by, for, for 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 DC. I mean, you had everything in this game that you think that you could have. And the thing with Nelson, by the way, it's 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 wash, rinse, and repeat. They did it for the past two games Yeah. versus Albany. They just continue the exact same thing. So even the weird plays, too. I mean, what, what was the one where they, they, they were trying that exact same thing? Arville goes back and he kneels down on second. Oh, yeah. And then two other plays, you know, and then, you know, Baltimore gets the stop. And it didn't make any sense. I mean, it seemed like to backfire. I'm thinking, oh, it's giving Baltimore an in. Yeah, that was actually interesting watching the broadcast today. Um, we didn't obviously get this experience, but Ari was standing next to Stafford yeah. during that sequence, yeah. and there was a huge argument that broke out between Benji and Stafford. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> and they had to, yeah, they had to cut away because they were cursing at each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, clearly there was disagreement oh, is that about why, that. Is that why Coach Stafford apologized on on? Uh, yeah, he apologized a couple. Twitter he cursed today? a few times. Yeah. yeah, probably for that reason. Um, but. I, I get what the Valor were trying to do there. I don't necessarily disagree with it. They were basically trying to have their cake and eat it too, run the clock out as much as they could on the goal line and still score. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't, they just didn't execute. But I get why with, what was it, like ten or nine minutes left or something, you would maybe try to do that. They were just trying to get out of there. But it kind of backfired. They almost let them back in. 
yeah, they did. Yeah, because I think that was the only time in the game where any team um, went back went went back to back scores. Um, yeah. Uh, except for DC, who was able to pull it off like they did in the first half versus Albany. They pulled the exact same thing uh, in the fir- at the end of the first half this game with Nelson scoring a touchdown basically at the buzzer. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest things, and it's what I told you guys, I think when you guys came up to, to press row for, for a, a, a quick break, is that the first quarter was crazy. For Baltimore to only have the ball for two, was it just over two minutes in the first quarter? Yeah, that's catastrophic. Yeah, that, that really is. It's like what carried over from what Baltimore did. Uh, sorry, what DC did uh, versus Albany in the fourth quarter of Game Two of the semifinal. It was just pure dominance. I mean, you never really hear of only two scores, rarely in the first quarter, and then you have six, six in the th- in the second. So uh, it, it, it's just I mean, overall. By the way, time of possession, Washington ended up with thirty-seven minutes and fifty seconds to 22 minutes and 10 seconds for Baltimore. And I know we said it last week that usually time of possession doesn't mean anything in arena football. But as of late, the way Coach Stafford has been going with this thing makes me wonder this may be a slight change to how the game how the game works uh, when you're near the end zone uh, in the, at the end of each half. Um, I'm excited about that because I was talking about that earlier in the season and you guys are giving me a hard time for it. <laughs> and now and now it's coming back full circle. Vindicated. <laughs> Vindicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arvell Nelson, uh, 23 of 33, 233, three and zero INTs. As you said, Doug McNeil, four total touchdowns, uh, eight receptions for 95 yards, three TDs. Uh, he was the, he was the scoring right there, except for Arvell Nelson. Fifteen rushes, forty-two yards, five TDs, um, and it was an almost perfect day by Pat by Pat Clark kicking. Uh, Randy Hippard, uh, who uh, who was the uh, first guy, first quarterback in AFL history to be in uh, to start in back-to-back arena bowls with two different teams. Uh, poor guy comes up again. He ends up being the bridesmaid. Nineteen of thirty. 288, 5 and 2. Uh, Brandon Collins, six receptions. He was the only receiver with over 100 yards at 110 uh, and three touchdowns. Um, Brandon Hopkins and Quentin Sims each got into the act also. Um, but you look at also Brandon Tompkins too. He had a touchdown uh, kick returns, and it was almost more than one, except for, yeah. it was, you know, except for that fumble and then, and then that return uh, for. Uh, let me see. What, what was it? It was a. It was a fumble return. It was it was night. It was night on the fumble return. Yeah, I think it was. Not listed here officially, but I think it was seven yards. I think it was uh, seven. Forward lateral into the end zone for something. a touchdown. It was something. <laughs> it was something. So how about? By the way, mm-hmm. first of all, it really only hit me when I was standing on the field at the end of the game. Alvin Ray Jackson. Can we give it up for Alvin Ray? Yeah. Losing three arena bowls. He's 37 years old. He's finally standing there. He just won. I mean, I, you know, it just was overwhelming to me to see that after so many years and obviously having filming him when he was in Albany um, back in the day. And then obviously TT, that was amazing. I'm sure this is obvious stat, but he's got to be the, the player with the longest gap between arena bowl wins, right? Oh, I never thought about that. I never I mean, thought about that. It's so many years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Reggie Gray. Yeah, and that is it's not his second title. Yeah, yeah one, 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 one with the and rush. And then Duvault has three in a row. 
Oh my God! Yeah, because he yep. was back to back with Philly, and then now Washington. So we had some interesting little storylines here. Uh, I mean, uh, it's exciting. yeah, it, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, even even the longtime AFL vets, you know, um, Nick David will still get a ring, even though he's on yeah. IR. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Stafford's going to get himself a ring, and uh, it, it was it was a hell of a game. It really, really was, and, and, and you know everything. Everything is. I, I don't care what people say. You, you did what you had to do. Now, you know there have been people have been talking. And it's been coming across social media and on our boards that you know a, a, a team that goes two and ten in the regular season is, you know, is the worst thing ever that could happen to this league you know, or happen to the sport. Come on, makes me laugh. Come Jim. on, and, and this, especially you know the, the you know the fans that are commenting about this, they've been following this league for forever too you cannot tell me that this there's no way in hell none that this was the worst thing ever for the game no completely disagree i mean agree yeah no way i i mean you know cer- certain certain sin city rock stars owning the team singing uh the national anthem at their very first game i rest my case cheerleaders in cages i rest my case right? okay yeah john gave us one <laughs> Ooh, I don't have one. <laughs> well, how about the league suspending <laughs> operations? Yeah, not once, or, uh, but twice. Las Vegas, yeah, Las Vegas Outlaws, the entire franchise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, to me, to me, something that I will always say about the AFL in terms of they 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 play the games. I know that seems like <laughs> something that we sort of take for granted, but in other leagues, that's not a given. Games are canceled. Players aren't paid constantly. We only have a couple instances over the AFL's entire history where something that catastrophic happened. Unfortunately, yeah. one was kind of recent with Las Vegas. But, I mean, we're lucky. This was a well-run operation. The Arena Bowl was great. It was a good event. It was on CBS Sports Network. That was so far from embarrassing. I mean, I get where they're coming from, but, like, just read a, you know read some history about the league. I know. I know. And, you know, again, uh, as I said, the game was on CBS Sports Network. Uh, I mean, I, where everything seems to be going over to OTT, and that's that's we don't know it's something I'm sure we could talk about too is we we don't know where it's going to go because that was that was the last game of the contract for the CBS Grand Finale CBS Sports Network. So it's it's curious because you know running into you know all, all all the names that we know guys are running into Ari and said uh, post game uh, in the bar and and, and running into uh, Ivan Soto and James Barron uh, with the PU. Um, they're running into fans. I mean, like, like a longtime fans, like Ken Gill. Ken Gill was there too. He's an he's an old, he's a he's an o, uh, an OG arena fanner. Does that make that make just make up a word? Um, you did. I did. Um, hey, oh my God, it's already in the Webster's dictionary. Um, so, <laughs> UrbanDictionary.com. That too. Uh, it's yeah. I, you know, okay. The arena itself was okay. I wanted to talk about that too because oh, yeah. you know I don't think I've ever seen an arena like this. I, I I've been to games in in sixteen different cities, and you know I guess a lot of people are saying, well, how does this stack up? Uh, it this arena was it's an older arena. I don't you know I can't think of any other arena that has a stage except for <laughs> was the one in was the one did the, did the one in Atlantic City have a stage too? The one in Atlantic City? Yeah, where they played the Boardwalk Bowl. Oh, I don't know. Probably. I'm trying to remember. Um, but, you know, th- this, again, this this place did not really have any of the amenities. 
the I guess the, the one positive for me is that the is that press row was better than Stockton. <laughs> if if you can if you can call that a positive, um, <laughs> which you know the arena was the arena. You know I, I aware that you can take the what was easier to take the freight elevator up to press row or just walk the walk the stairwell. Right. Yeah. You know. You know, but you know, it's it's there's a, something to be said about the fact that at, for most of the stadium, it's not dilapidated. Like that's nice. Yeah. It's a functional environment. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, it's, and that's I think key. It's it's not like it doesn't feel like you're in a trash heap or anything. It's a it's a nice place. It just doesn't have very much in it, amenities wise. No, and you know, I mean, it's I I, I just I'm trying to remember. So it, it holds 14k. The arena itself, as I said, it's 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 just okay. It's just okay. What what year is this place built in? It's funny. The picture on TV, the picture in Wikipedia, makes it look a lot nicer than it, I feel it actually is. <laughs> um, when was this place built? The stage was kind of fun. I mean, yeah, nineteen. It opened in nineteen sixty two. Wow. So it doesn't feel like that. No, I, you know, people were saying, oh, it's horrible in the upper deck. They got the wooden seats. I think those, you know, honestly, I thought, I thought they're saying, oh, they're, they're giant wooden planks. No, they're wooden seats. I think that gave the, gave the place charm. The char- It's the Charm City, Tim. It oh, is Charm City. Even, yeah, yes. I, I wasn't yeah. even meaning to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, being there, guys, we were both in two different locations for the game. You know, me watching, like, from the Eagle's Nest up in Press Row. And you guys down actually at, uh, on the floor. Um, we have to talk about how the atmosphere was. Uh, now knowing where the arena is located, I can understand. You know, you really can't have any tailgating or anything of that type of sort. But um, from what you saw, uh, John, wh- how would you how would you categorize the the atmosphere of the, of the entire uh, arena bowl experience this past weekend? I think it was really positive and upbeat the the entire weekend uh everyone had high hopes and it seemed like they had reason to because we had a great time i think i I wasn't really disappointed by too much and uh, as far as the game itself i think that it was it was really loud in there i actually for the first time ever brought a pair of earplugs oh wow yeah to tone it down a little bit Uh, it wasn't quite as loud as albany was when we were there for the first week of the season Mm -hmm. but i think that it couldn't have been much better from what we were expecting going into it i think it was a little bit better than i expected it to be yeah uh, me too uh ben um i thought that i was sort of roving throughout the stands for a lot of the game so i sort of got a good impression of what it was like in the stands and i was actually really impressed i'd always sort of wondered you know yeah, Valor fans probably don't show up to all the games. Brigade fans probably don't. I don't know how many Brigade fans there even are. But this game was sort of like, what happens if you get all of them that you could possibly get into one stadium? <laughs> and I thought that they were actually great fans. I mean, everyone seemed to be wearing something Valor, something Brigade. Everyone was really passionate. Um, it was it was fun to have the dual city experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did some good in-stadium segments playing off of that where they uh, played things that were relevant to Baltimore, things that were relevant to D.C., and they got the crowd to sort of cheer for one. The West Wing got booed. The Wire got cheered, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, yeah um, I thought that was funny. Yeah. They yeah, really needed to was... use ha- House of Cards 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but people booing the West Wing, it was just not what I expected to see at the <laughs> Arena Bowl. It's just not what I expected. Um, but I really enjoyed the energy. I thought it was great. I thought the very unique uh, DJ Styles experience for Baltimore worked for the Arena Bowl. The Brick Squad chanting, the ridiculously loud DJ music. Um, it was, you know, it, it felt like unique to the city, just as every brigade game is, but on a different scale. And I thought it was a well-run event. I mean, I didn't see anything lacking. I was pleasantly surprised because I think a lot of us sort of were like, ugh, when, ba- when Baltimore was going to host. And I think we all knew we'd all make the best of it and it wasn't going to be a disaster. But there still was a little bit of a reservation in terms of how fun is this experience going to be. And I think from just a pure fun perspective, it's still it was still there. It was still yeah. a very memorable, arenable, and I will cherish that memory forever. Um, but... I think it was a good it was a good place for for the brigade to leave this season in terms of what they're able to pull and maybe as a PR event it'll help them in the future. Uh, yeah, and I was able to to do a little bit of the rounds of the concourse right before the game myself and then arena fan owner uh, uh, Joe Kaufman was with me. We're up in in, in press row and we wanted to to, to get an eye of. Uh, what the merch was like, that type of thing. So we saw the ad right before the game. It's like, oh, you know, let's go check it out real quickly because you know wanted to see if there was anything besides what we have in our noggins to remember the game from. Um, and we went out there and we we saw that they had uh, it was a a Baltimore uh, merchandising uh, location. And I actually heard on the other concourse on the other side of the arena there was a, a Valor one. So they represented it quite well. Uh, I think it was kind of lacking when it came to uh, merchandise for Arena Bowl. It was very, I mean, the poly, if you wanted a polo, guys, of both the, the Brigade and or the Valor, they had them. So, and, uh, I, you know, I had to keep my, my credit card in my pocket. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I just felt that, you know, the the merch that they had, it was really just one shirt for Arena Bowl. Yeah, and, the 31 one. Yeah, that, see, that, that, yeah. That, that kind of irked me a little bit. I mean, it's it really wasn't. Uh, merchant. It wasn't really, uh, you know merchandise that I would have. No, bought. it wasn't very festive. It wasn't a very festive. No, no. Shirt. Even... Although John and I saw a really cool one. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did. I don't know yeah. Who? I don't know. Like that wasn't for sale. I don't know how. It looked like a very almost old school thing where there were two helmets. Oh, the players are wearing them. Nice design. Yeah. Well, the player. You mean the the post game shirts? No. 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 No, when, no. We, when we first got all of us got into the arena and we all met up, and the some of the players were doing the their the pre warm ups before they got into uniform. Some of them had I know had those shirts. I think that's same uh, okay. talking about because the brigade were wearing their like their one with their slogan on it, which I can't even remember now. Do you remember uh, that? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do. Ken- Kendrick Spectre had that on. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. Uh, but not, yeah, that's a nice shirt. Why not sell it? I don't. I mean. I, I kind of agree, and it's funny now that you're saying that. And guess I'm heading over, seeing if they have anything over the uh, over at the shop for the for the Valorant for the brigade. They've got the hat, which I'm pretty impressed that they're selling. Oh, nice! nice. But not the shirt. I would love to get the shirt. Now, it, now this begs the question because we at least we we have to ask this now, uh, John, with you being a Valor fan. Indeed. Uh, ask away. Are are you thinking of of getting that, that some championship merch? Yeah. I am actually. I was trying to track some down for uh, a complimentary offer while we were at the <laughs> arena, but it just so happened to be that 
I was on the losing end of the stick every time okay. because I, I waited too long to ask. And I had a few friends in the media from Monumental look around for me too. And they, they, they turned nothing turned up. So there I'll was probably, definitely a shortage on the field. There was too, for the players. You're yeah. right. In terms of hats and shirts. So oh, really? yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 there was. So, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see because I think Ben was interested in grabbing some stuff as well. Yeah, actually, what I want to know because I do see the hats here, um, as there are with all championship games. Where's the other? Where's the Baltimore AFL championship? Yeah, I know they're they're <laughs> being shipped over to Haiti right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where where are those? It was really funny. So the game ended. Obviously, there was the false ending where the oh, cannon shot off I, I and the confetti was everywhere. I wanted to bring that. Too. Yeah, that was a disaster. Um, so I was on. The, we actually, John, did we you? We both were. Yeah, that was a where very did you awkward go moment. when they cleared off the field. So when you you I went, went to the Valor bench, <laughs> right? So I sort of like was on. I was actually on our side of the field with Anthony Parker and Josh Reese from yeah. the Valor, right? And Right. When the cannons were going off with the confetti. So I was there and I saw you on the other end and then the refs started continuously blowing their whistles. (laughs) And I was just sort of standing there walking in that direction towards all the players and the benches. Yeah. And And I was just like, there's something not right here. So I start backing up slowly. And then, you know, we find out that there was a penalty and they had to extend the game by one more play while there was confetti on the field. Where yeah. did you go? Did you go back to the press I went area? Back, I went back to where you and I were standing. Uh, okay. So we were, we were standing right behind the end zone by the stage. Yeah. I felt like I got kind of stuck. I couldn't make it all the way back. So I just was like, yeah, who cares? So I just <laughs> went to the Valor bench. And that's when they brought the boxes out and everyone was putting the hats on. And it was a key opportunity to grab one. But I didn't want to, you know, be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will admit it, it's we were up there. And anybody who's been following this league long enough, you, you saw you saw the confetti go off, and they have to continue. You know, they still have to run a play, and it's like, oh my god, it's the confetti bowl all over again <laughs> from Colorado. It's all over. It, you meant you got yeah 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 it, all over again because that was back. Uh, that was back when Chicago what was it? No, that was when Colorado advanced. Yeah. So that was uh, Arena Bowl um, nineteen. Yeah, something like that. Arenable nineteen, but yeah, it's well. My issue with it was, what did that was that all the confetti they had? Why didn't they shoot any out after the game ended? That's a good point. Because and why more? Why more in more (laughs) one end zone than the other? (laughs) Yeah, they when last year when the soul won, they shot off the confetti, and it was nice. It was raining down, whatever, and then it stopped. You know, everyone was mulling around, and then when they got on the stage, they shot off more, and it like made the pictures really cool. It made the pr- trophy presentation very cool. There was confetti during that process. Yeah. And so I'm shocked that of all the things that Monumental would have invested in, that sort of visual presentation wasn't part of it because this was like a very big moment for them. And I can't believe that was all the confetti they had. <laughs> Maybe that, well, what color was it? Was it red and white? I, I want to say it was blue and white. I, yeah, okay. I thought it was so blue That was the brigade's confetti. <laughs> they should have saved some from last week. Something. Something. By the way, um, I, I, I one thing I want real quickly heading back to the to the caps. Um, just think AFL champs, kind of. Eh, you're you're arena bowl champs. You're not just AFL champs, you know. And you yeah. you you wear that you wear that shoe to uh, 
you know, if you wear that cap to, to some to Australia, they're gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> because yeah, good right. point. It's yeah. Weird, yeah. weird to see, and and to that point, it's weird to see the AFL spelled out like that. <laughs> the league never does that. Where like it's just AFL in a different. It looked in like a knockoff, like a Chinese knockoff hat. Yeah. And then it's it not a the, terrible design. No, but, it's not. No, it had the Arena Bowl logo that's on the, the that's right the side yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you know what? And that makes me wonder. Maybe there was a, a, an issue because it was such a short turnaround from when the yeah. league logo got got announced, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but yeah, the shirts—if they had shirts, they aren't—they aren't available on the on the, nah, on the uh, website. So the patches looked great, though. The, yes, they really did, and it's funny. I ne- didn't see them actually until I saw all your pictures because it, it didn't. Because I was there. I think I think the Valor just started to come out and, and it didn't dawn on me, but they they looked really good. Yeah, I mean, for all the flack we sort of gave for that logo, it, it worked really well as a patch. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. So again, it's is it was it the, one of the best arena bowls? No, no. But is it was it a memorable arena bowl because of the game? Yes, I mean, I think that's the main thing. I mean, if I if I had to rank, you know, all the eleven arena bowls that I went to. You know, I, I'm sure I don't know where it would rank. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't think this way, I don't think it would be first. I don't think it would be last. That I can say for sure. If, I, if, if you put everything together, you know, uh, we're going to end up. It's like, uh, what is it? What's, what's, the, what's the show? Uh, not three weddings and a funeral. What's that show on TLC where they say they, yes to the dress? No, no. The one where they actually go. It's three women or four women who all get married oh and, they, and they all go to each other's <laughs> weddings. Bridezilla? I don't know. Close enough. Anyways. Property Brothers? <laughs> isn't, that D- <laughs> isn't that the DYI network? I'm just uh, naming every reality show I know. I know. Queer yeah. Eye for the Straight Guy? Uh, I, not in this game. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, John, I know you've only been to two. I mean, it's not the worst arena bowl you've been to, and but it's... You know, I mean, you bit. know, this year and last year, each had its 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 pluses and minuses. Yeah, really, I mean, game wise, this one was better. I, it was, it yeah. was, yeah. So I, again, but still, props to everybody over at Royal Farms. Props to MSN. Props to everybody at Monumental. Um, you know, a big thanks to everybody who helped us during the year over uh, over at Monumental, from Jackson to Katya. Uh, to the guys that you got, the guys that I didn't deal with, that you dealt with, um, you know, it's you know, yeah, we didn't get an arena bowl, uh, an arena bowl uh, uh, press, you know, media press thing that had the logo on it. You know, it's just a brigade logo on it for the for the media pass. So what? I mean, it is what it is. But um, great game. You, you did fantastic with a short amount of time you did fantastic uh, we got to talk about halftime though <laughs> did you i mean it's like i it, it's funny i was doing so much during halftime that it that it was such a blip and i was like oh yeah the guy uh, yeah joy pain it's like okay that's really all i remember so i don't i remember i maybe looked up twice because i was trying to look up the uh yeah the, it was the, a very I, weirdly I to look at the arvel yeah. nelson thing so it was sort of weirdly staged. He was just flailing around at midfield. There was no like stage or lights out there or anything. Yeah. Um, it was kind of it was weird. <laughs> it's basically a mashup of two songs. Yeah. 
Um, I talked to some people in the crowd that thought it was sad. I don't know. I, I didn't get a good enough look at it to know if it was sad or not. Well, I mean, what, what do they want? Do they want puppies who, who catch frisbees? I mean, maybe that would have gotten a couple of aws. We had, we had some well, of that back in Washington. Says. Oh, yeah? Uh, we did have the Border Collie race as well. Oh, yeah, okay. that happened. Okay, yeah. I um, thought the Simon Says stole the show. That was, it was oh, it yeah. was good. Was, yeah, like, what I saw of it, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good. Because because I'm like, how the hell did you get out on that? Do you not know the point behind Simon Says? <laughs> that guy was a real pro, master of deception. That yeah. the, a good host of Simon Says knows how to pull the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they did well. You know, even if you have a Bing Honkin uh, stage, they did well with it. You know, they had blow up. Um, jerseys for each team. They did. Do, remember a couple of weeks ago, guys? They talked about putting up a banner. They did put up an Arena Bowl banner, uh, a la what they did in, uh, I think, in Vegas. Mm. Uh, so, it, it, and New Orleans, and they did it in New Orleans too. So it, it was something there. It just wasn't nothing. It just wasn't, you know, a big empty space. No, yeah, the blow up things took up a lot of space. It looked yeah. great. Uh, what I thought was funny is a lot of people, you know, who weren't in the uh, in the party zones took advantage and stood on the stage to watch the game. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty clever because it was uh, accessible for anyone twenty-one and over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, overall, I mean, you know, what, what's what, what's your experience here, guys? What, oh, rate your rate your couple days here, guys. I mean, we all know we all did different things. Um, but I, I to, to me, it, I think you know the experience stuff would still get a solid B from me. You know, everything put together, um, you know, from us doing for, for I think this is the first time ever. And by the way, John, props to you for setting it up. Props, Thank you. Props to Warren coming out from wherever he was to the hotel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was telling Ben, like Warren said to me, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And he was there in 15 yeah. minutes. I have no <laughs> idea where he was, but he was nearby and they weren't staying at the hotel. So that, that worked out, too. Yeah, and, and it, it was, was <laughs> yeah, greatly. Appreciated. I think that's a first. I think that's a first for AFL tonight. And. And having, I know Ben, you weren't there. I know you're there in spirit, but I mean, being able to do that with you guys this year, amazing. And again, thanks to Warren. If you didn't listen to it, by the way, the the uh, AFL tonight at the Arena Bowl special, uh, it is uh, on all of our social uh, our social media outlets where you can listen to our, our podcast. So SoundCloud, Google Play Music, iTunes, uh, it, it's still there, and it's uh, 48 minutes of of the uh, of the inside thoughts of a player who's about to play in a championship game and it was it was in it was very it was in, it was amazing it was amazing um but yeah again uh, ben if you were to to rank to, to rank your to give it a rating yeah i'd give based on our based on the the flack that this whole situation got i would give it a b plus because it definitely rose to the occasion it was the best version of it i think that it could be yeah I don't think that it could have been better than the way, than it was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there was a little bit. I know John obviously has uh, this perspective in a bigger way, but I went to school at the University of Maryland, so when uh, you know my whole trip sort of involved that too, and and going back to my old you know roots. And I, of course, at the time, I really wished there was an AFL team there, and now there is. So yeah. it was cool to come back to the area for that. And, I had totally forgotten too that, yeah. you, that you went to to Maryland. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, so there were real roots. I really forgot about that. Um, John, what about you? It's it's hard for me to say. It's somewhere in the the B to B plus range. I think it it lived up to its expectations and then some. And then as a as a 
person who lives in the DMV in the Washington area, and I've been a fan of Washington sports and you know Redskins, Capitals, Wizards, every, every team in the Washington area, and to be a fan of this team and put a deposit down on season tickets and to be at this point where I am right now talking on the podcast, it's almost like un it's surreal for me, probably yeah. more so than either of you two. And I just it's it's wild and I am ecstatic. I I could not believe that the Valor won when they won, you know, it going back to the to the hotel after the game and just sitting there and talking and eating yeah. some food. Man, what an experience. Yeah. And, and by the way, props. The, the hotel was gorgeous. Having it at, oh, at, yeah. at the Lord Baltimore was absolutely amazing. I mean, probably one of the best venues I, I've been in. Uh, uh, even, you know what? I, I'd even put it ahead of Vegas. I'd even put it, put it ahead of Vegas because there was just some charm to this, to this almost century-old hotel. And one thing I didn't know, by the way, John, because I know, Ben, you just saw a little bits of it. Sure. Uh, is that they had just gone through a year worth of renovations, according to the feedback email that I got from them today. Really? Yeah. They had just recently finished with their renovations. So, hey. I was impressed. Yeah. It was a very nice yeah. hotel. I had extravagant. A, I, yeah. I kind of, yeah, it was. It, it had a very um, aristocratic feel to mm-hmm. it. You know, it, yeah. it was a better hotel experience than than we had last year because the three of us all spent time at the arena bowl at the hotel last year. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, from the, what is it? Cobblestone driving up, coming up to the, to the hotel. And one thing, by the way, we were mentioning it before, uh, you know, them actually having, uh, advertising stickers on the, on the pavement for the game. So that stuff was there too, to, to, to promote, to promo the game. Right. And then they had the banner that we didn't even realize until later on. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and there was there, you know, they, they did show, you know, I read some comments saying on, on, on social media that, well, it really didn't seem like an, an arena bowl because there really wasn't any signage or anything that, that said that it was an arena bowl at the arena. Well, that's wrong. There, there actually was one right at, at midfield on each side. It had the logos. I know. saw on, on the boards yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's past the days where, where we're where we're gonna have a a, a neutral field that says the arena you know that says arena bowl and have the logos, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, it's you know it's still, yeah, it's it was a, a a good experience, and I think as I said, all of us I think all agree about that. So that's that's the main thing. So we're heading into the off season, guys. Last segment of the season. Um, a few things are coming to mind, obviously, and one is expansion and one is television. I know we've talked about this throughout the year, um, but they even did say on the CBS broadcast that there are going to be four teams coming in next year. They weren't specific. Um, what's, what, what's, what's your thought? I mean, again, it's all speculation. We, we're now entering into that dead period where we're not going to probably hear anything about the arena league for anywhere between 30 to 45 days. I, I'd be surprised if we are, if we are anything else. But what's what's really the most important thing here, guys? Is it television for next year, or however they're going to stream the games, or is it just making sure that we have more than four teams? I'd, I'd say it's definitely the the four team, the more than four teams thing. I think you know, hearing these rumors and and everyone saying that things are definite now, I feel for the first time that this really is going to happen. 
that there really are going to be more teams, and I, I'm filled with positivity for a restored arena football league where people can stop talking about the amount of teams and we can start, you know, having more players in the league mm-hmm. uh, like we used to have. And and I can't wait for the community to grow larger again. And the TV aspect, you know, like I said, I, I don't think that's the number one priority for the league. I think they've got a bunch of streaming plans. Uh, I think, you know, w- with these new franchises comes new opportunities and new challenges to getting those teams' games streamed properly and through the avenues they're going to go down, like DraftKings, and we have no idea what that's going to look like yet, but I'm very excited to see what shapes up. I think just having more teams is going to be a huge deal for the league, and you know, obviously it's what's going to keep it alive. Yeah. John? I think, I think a balance, really. You know, you asked what seems more important, but I think they're both equally important because the TV partnership or any sort of broadcast partnership, whether it be a team doing the commentary on streaming or having it on an actual cable or satellite box like we have with CBS Sports Network for the longest time, that's really important to continue to broadcast the games to a fan base that is not comfortable with the streaming aspect. And then you now have uh, the younger generation that has been cutting cords for the longest time and and they they prefer streaming and a lot of them are on the go constantly so they don't even sit down on the couch to to flip through the channels and then we do need more teams and i think it, it's exciting to hear that we are going to have more and i think that goes hand in hand with the broadcast because it lets people that were unaware of those teams in new markets see that those teams exist yeah uh, yeah I think, you know, from what I said right now, it's just all rumors. Um, we do need to have more teams. Having it, being able to double the amount of teams would be absolutely amazing uh, if that if it does come to fruition. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting here anxiously to find out where where are how the AFL is going to grow. Um, but to that also, I want to make sure that we are covered properly. And I do understand that. Ted Leonsis loves his OTT. He really does. It's just a matter of how it's going to be used next year. And one of the things that I did do, and I know you guys weren't a part of the conversation uh, post-game, but, but when I was, was talking to, to Ari and to Sed, the first thing that I said to them, boys, when I, when I walked up to them, I, and I said, Guy, I said, uh, Ari said, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for everything that you guys done in order to promote this league. Uh, because without your knowledge, the, the game would not come across on television the way that it is. And I said, for that, just for that point, the league needs to make sure. And if we ourselves as fans need to, need to reach out to Jaws, to the league, to the guys at, at MSN, if we need to reach out and make sure that you are a part of the broadcast teams next year, we will do so because you need to be a part of it. Because you have had so much history, nothing against the guys at MSN. They, they you know, they're, in, you know, especially on, on, on the Valor side, you're, they're improving. But you need to have guys who have been around long enough, who know the players, who know the game, who know the intricacies, who can, who can, who can deal with a Shane Stafford in his hilarious, you know, uh, uh, play calling, cursing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, you know, and you know, it's funny. He, he turned it around on me. They turned it around on me and said, he goes, no, actually, Tim, he goes, we want to thank you. 
U.S. You as fans to be so dedicated as you are. We, it, it, if we were, if there wasn't you, we would be preaching to the, we would be preaching to nobody. We would be broadcasting to nobody. So, and it was humbling. It was humbling to get that from them. So I, I again, it's, it's, I think the ex- expansion and television, I think need to go hand in hand. They need to come up with an idea of what they're going to do next year. And they need to make sure that this, that this product is broadcast properly. I think that's, you can't just have, you know, you know, Joe, somebody come in and do a game. You have to know the game. So it's, yeah. So that, and, and it made sense. It made sense. And I hope it's done that right. I really, I really hope that, it, that it's done that way and it's done properly. So, so boys thinking about, um, thinking about the, the year, the first year that we've had as a crew on AFL tonight, what, uh, what are the thing, what are, what are the things that stand out to you the most of your most memorable moment of the season? John. <laughs> Stumper. Most memorable. Ben, I, I know uh, it, we, well, we know what Ben's is. Yeah, yeah. I hate to even say it at this point. No, go ahead. That'll give me some time. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's it feels conceited to bring this up again. But <laughs> Hold on, having predicted How many times that, he put it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's still more times to come for sure. Thus predicting the Washington Valor would win the Arena Bowl when nobody thought it was possible. Uh, when if I had bet money, I'd be a rich man today. I'd say as an individual moment, looking back on it, be just because it's been highlighted now, it's sort of the unforgettable show moment of the year for me personally. Uh, for me, for me, just I don't know where it came from. I wasn't as much of a Nostradamus as you, but pre- predicting that no team would win more than eight games. Yeah. And the great blocked kick. Yeah, yeah, and that was within the first first quarter of all the shows. <laughs> we had that some was, funny oh. mic distortion. We had air horns. Yep. We had lots we've of had, laughs. We've we've had some great ideas that may offshoot from this as well. Yep. Yep. And um, I think thinking back now, not too far back, my favorite moment was the Megazord reference. <laughs> yes. That was intense. That was, it that was. was so pop culture. That, that's so early pop culture, but that, that was pretty amazing. That was pretty amazing. Um, now, you talk about things that need to be done. And I think, John, you and I talked about this. I talked to, to a few people about this. And as you as fans, I think we're going to need your help. And we just need just a way of how we can do this. Um, for those who follow arena football will know this. But how... Everybody who knows who, who follows the league knows who Giancarlo is, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know John. And what I'm thinking is that somehow, of all the fans that we know that is so dedicated to this league, is the only man that we know of that has never seen a game in person. Unbelievable. So somehow, by the way, Giancarlo, for those who don't know, he lives in Italy. Somehow we've got to find a way to get this, get this man stateside and see his very first game. And maybe do it for next arena bowl, if possible. I smell a GoFundMe <laughs> or a uh, a European expansion league. AFL China worked so well that I feel like Europe's next. Anything's possible. We've abandoned Mexico, I think, for now. Yeah, anything's possible. Got to get. We got to at least I think of anything. Get him. Get him to come and see a, a an arena bowl. Not just any regular season game, but an arena bowl. To give him the it's ex- amazing to be a fan of a league that is so uh, 
it's so central to the to the enjoyment of the sport, the in-game experience and mm-hmm. meeting the players and being so close to the action that to be a fan of something you've only watched on TV like the AFL is pretty amazing and to still be dedicated to it despite, you know, contraction and all the stuff that's happened. Exactly. Bad props. Yep. So we're going to try to try to sit something. And I'm and by the way, I'm dead serious about the GoFundMe. I'm curious if if we if we can gain steam in any way shape or form just need to figure out how much money he would need in order to get over here (laughs) quite a bit i think yeah so but that that's for next season that's for next season so guys uh i uh come to the end of our broadcast season i appreciate you guys being along for the ride this year it was an interesting it's an it turned in from an experiment to um to something that i really enjoyed i think it worked a brotherhood yeah i think it worked i think it really worked really well it did so if you were to give one thought about the season itself about everything that you've gone through whether it be one word or whatever what what would it be to give your to give you guys the last your last say for for the season what would it be ben uh i'll sort of paraphrase something i said last week which is that in the contraction of the league to four teams it really condensed everyone involved in the league and those who still sort of remain diehard fans uh you know all the way to the players those that are left to the announcers and the media and 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 everyone together you know was very close i feel this season because we were toughing it through um a, a tough period for the league where hopefully you know things will expand in the future we're sort of operating on hope this year and getting through an imperfect system, but one that I think we all still enjoyed. So I think the the takeaway from this year is that arena football is an incredibly fun sport. It doesn't matter what state that this league is in, but it's still the premier indoor football league in the country, and that is still a sport that has some relevance and is still exciting and is still a product that people want. And I think that's you know that's more than we could have asked for from this season. I think it was a great year. And and the fact that, you know, we can look back on the season fondly really says a lot mm. about the players, teams and everyone involved. So I'd say I had a blast this year, despite everything. Yeah. John, you know, I would I would say my my biggest takeaway this season was definitely personal growth. And I know that it's something unusual for me to bring up, but I grew a lot this season as a a photographer and a member of the media and even as a, a fan of the sport of football and not just arena football, but football in general and, and learning and understanding the game better and what it takes to be a part of uh, a fraternity like this. And like Ben, how you were saying that this season, really everyone came closer together. Everyone worked closer. Everyone knew each other better. And the people who cared really built, upon what everyone else was offering and everyone worked together to get us to a common goal and when we got there i still feel like you know we're just wrapping things up now i just feel like everyone grew this year and it was in a positive direction and i hope that can be taken with a grain of salt in the fact that let's use that to build next year and realize how much the league accomplished this season with as much as they've lost in the few years that you know in the last few years mm-hmm. amen for for me it's like you know even though you know, we can fight we can hate each other uh we can have our issues with each other um you know but 
um, to me, uh, the the AFL family is is a, is strong. Uh, we, we have our ups and downs. We have our good times and our bad times. But no matter what, the the group that we get, we can call the AFL family will always, I think, will always stay together and respect each other. No matter our opinions, no matter what we think, um, you know, no matter how we play. Um, so it's to me, it's just keeping that family together. It just showed this year more than ever, as you say, with all the ups and downs and stuff that we had this year, that uh, the AFL family is still quite strong, and hopefully it'll get even bigger and stronger next year. That's I think it's that's really the only thing that I can hope for. So, um, so uh, we want to thank everybody for for joining us this year for uh, for our 18 shows of AFL tonight. If there's, uh, if there's anything that's going to be coming up within the off season, we will make sure that you will hear it from us. If we have to get together and have, have a one-off during the off season, we will try to do so. Cause that's something that we wanted to do from, from the get go. Um, but when it comes to the, um, it comes to the regular season, I said, everything's over. The championship trophy has been given out. Clocks hit zero and uh, we're headed to, headed to the locker room. So for everybody here at AFL tonight, for the last time for the 2018 season, for John Stark, for Ben Fratinale, I'm Tim Kepper. Watch the rebound off the net.